You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sorry in Advance, the Golick Family Podcast. I am Mike Golick Jr. Trying to do this introduction a lot more quickly uh i am here with the entire rest of my family we are probably the only podcast that's got a full rack of seven people on it in any given moment my mom and dad chris and mike my brother and sister-in-law jake and jenny and my sister and her soon-to-be husband ben broniker so sydney ben mom dad jake jen our powers combined with super producer mikey a we are sorry in advance. How does that, that one, does that Wow, that was pretty good. That was good. That was good. That was pretty good. Did you practice that? Uh, no, I didn't. And I'm hungover again, which like. I was going to say, you sound terrible right now. <laughs> well, so I did God Bless Football with Dad and Stu Gotts and, and uh, Mikey A like last week, Jake, after the concert that we all went to. And I was hungover and my voice sounded real low and raspy. And I got a lot of like internet comments about it sounding kind of sexy. And so I just thought I'd show up hungover from now on. You're going to start why. smoking. Yeah, just start ripping darts. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just going and crushing heaters down by the beach. Maybe that'll be my life now. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're sitting in L.A. and Mr. Sunshine now. Hopefully. Right now I'm Mr. Yeah. Pale as Hell. Running You're in Scottsdale. Yeah. Oh, no, I wasn't. I, I've been here for a while. I wasn't oh, okay. saying anything like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm cool where I am. Jake and, Jenny are the, Jake, Jenny, and Mikey A are the only cold people right now, right? Not so Very good right cold. now. Not yeah. so good. Not so great. All right. Well, I'll tell you what's better. We got a lot of stuff on the docket today. Um, Love is Blind has taken this family by storm, nay, the nation by storm. And I know where all roads lead to with this. So we are going to address the elephant in the room with that coming up here. The question that tore the internet apart the other night that I want to get to and get everyone's opinions on here because for a podcast that makes its living on would you rathers and we will get to would you rather we will get to Ben's brain buster at the end of this I, I think this question might even stand above the top of the heat but we're getting ready to come in here to talk about an exhausted Ben Broniker right now who just broke the world record pace on the rower this morning at Orange Theory Ben like Ben you may not garner six words in this podcast this rate you look like you're dying uh it wasn't a world record you're close. You're getting close. So, so let, let's set the standard for that. I mean, it's the 2000 meter row at Orange Theory Fitness, and there is actual world record for Orange Theory. It's held by a two time Olympic rower who did 2000 meters in five minutes and 35 seconds. Ben just did it in five minutes and 49 seconds, which is absurd. And all I, mean, I was was an NFL special teams player. So <laughs> <laughs> you say that as is it doesn't segment you into like the top one percent of athletes in this country. <laughs> it, it really. It, what do you call it? I, well, listen, he's one of the top top athletes in the world. You're exactly one of the greatest athletes in the world. Exactly right. It's yeah. exactly right. Hey, we've and, only and, had to listen to my dad walk into the kitchen and proclaim that a thousand times during uh -huh. the course. Of now it. they live together and they both say it. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we just we walk by and high, high five, five each, each other, other and say, yeah. yeah, we were one sort of the greatest athletes. Wait, is, is that when you guys are on the way to the baths that your significant others have prepared for you? That's <laughs> exactly right. Ben has learned the value of a good bathtub prepared by a significant other. There's nothing wrong with that. Jake and Jenny, you guys own the two Orange Theory Fitnesses. 549 is an astounding time, is it not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, absolutely. by the way, Jenny had to bounce back over here. Jenny, are you on a fucking exercise yes. ball right now? It's my Why? It's very comfortable. You don't need a chair at the back. You just can kind of get your work done. And Does this have anything to do with the pregnancy? You doing it for that or just no? Yeah, you trying to bounce nope. the baby out? I feel like that induces labor. I thought I heard that. Um, no, it actually has nothing to do with the pregnancy. I just found it very comfortable to sit on it at the desk. Uh, Jenny lives. <laughs> You look like you have to piss. Oh, no, I, I mean, I do, but I'm all good. 
Oh my God. Wow. Well, congratulations to Ben on a feat of strength. I like, I can't imagine Sydney, you had a front row seat to that one. I'm sure it was a terrifying feat of just absolute manhood. It was fucking horrific to watch. I was like distracted. I like gained time on my own row because I was distracted. Come on guys. You're embarrassing me. I'll give you a minute to stop. Yeah. I selfishly wish it was at our studios though, because I would just be posting that and just going with it yeah Yeah, that's well i mean that's the other thing we have to talk about with the scottsdale studio and content like mom and dad have slowly become the go-to models on instagram for the scottsdale orange theory right now and it's rocked our family's world Ben was on there too. I Every, think. Honestly, everyone but me. I must yeah. have beaten those photos because they took photos <laughs> of me and they didn't use them. <laughs> so the writing's on the wall. So yeah, <laughs> listen, listen. You give the people what they want. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of giving the people what they want, this family has been clamoring for a Love Is Blind podcast after watching season two. And I gotta say, so I didn't watch season one of Love Is Blind. Did you guys? Yes. I did not. We did. Yes, I, I did not. Okay, so you, mom, and dad didn't. Sydney and Ben, Jake and Jen all did. So ben didn't really watch. I don't ben, like the show. Ben like. Oh, hold on now. Ben likes to say he doesn't watch the show, but what he'll do is he'll sit down on the couch when we're watching and have a book up like he's reading it. But every now and then, when something happens and we all make a face, Ben's over there smirking as well. So he's kind of watching. So you know who he is. He's you in The Bachelor. Yes, 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 exactly, because I hate the bad Because you would do that same thing on the couch when mom was watching, and then you would text us in the family group chat about it. But uh, a premise, so I want to start with this, just premise-wise for the show. So it is how long of the time period for these guys, because it's 14 men, 14 women who go into this, you know, dating show environment where it's basically a blind date the entire time. They're in pods. They can only hear each other and cannot see each other. And at the end of all of this, they have to propose in order to see each other and then get married four weeks later if it all works out here. So do we know how long they date for at the beginning of the show? Yes. I was uh, reading some more last night after I found out I'm really into it. Um, it's 10 days, no phones, no Wi-Fi, nothing. All right, so, so let's start there. Do you guys believe that concept is something that could actually work? I, I think I so. Do. I think so. And and season one is a, a proven that there's still two couples married from season one. And that's now, I think they're they're going on, I think, three years of marriage probably at this more, point. Yeah, yeah. Probably more, yeah. So at, at least in the short term, yes, it seems Didn't like season one come out during the pandemic. Yes, but I believe it was yeah, filmed like before. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. So yeah, gotcha. the, the quip that I have, sure, the show does give evidence that it is possible that it can work. But remember what I talked about last podcast is that physical attractiveness is one of the key components of uh, interpersonal attraction. The, the producers know what they're doing. They're not curating anybody that's objectively unattractive. So if you would try this out in the real world where the sample size is way larger, there you could come across somebody that you don't find physically attractive. And then are you the, the odds of that happening are way higher. Yeah, like if you didn't select the sample and you exactly. just said, hey, we have 500 people outside. We're going to let the first X amount into the room there with it truly being a random sample. You think the outcome would be different. Way different, yes. Because none but of we, them were like very unattractive. No, they no. weren't unattractive, but we did see couples who when they saw each other, that part of it just didn't jive with them. So, I mean, I'm sure there's a psychologist behind the scenes that's helping provide some sort of basis based on personality and like looks to put together good TV with this. Either that or the psychologist has us talking to the guys and the girls who aren't getting picked and going, why why am I so ugly or something like that? Well, (laughs) did I not hear that there were two couples from this season who never made it to TV that actually together? So that's, that's the thing too, is, you know, they're going to pick people that their personality, you know, if, if it were Jake and I, like, we'd be very, like we were saying, you'd be boring. So maybe those people that got married just didn't bring anything to the, like, oh, wow, we do like each other. They had a healthy relationship as well. You know, I was, when I, when I first was going to watch this, I thought I was going to hate it. And I sit there and I said to Chris after about the second one, I said, God help me. I, I'm interested in this because 
it's the complete opposite of how people meet, right? I mean, Jake and Jenny, you, you've had this discussion where, Jenny, you said, oh, I'd love Jake if he was some kind of big, fat slob. And no, you wouldn't. You know, is, is, I, think we, I think we came to that conclusion, did we not? So, no, we the- did. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. That's why I have a hard time. Like, why when I watch the show and I see the guys, I'm like, oh, like I wasn't really into a few of them. So... I don't know. But so I think I think that's what's interesting about it is you have to go complete reverse. You have to get to know the personality before right. you actually see the person physically. I think that's the intriguing part. Well, and, and this is what I'd say because like the concept to me actually reminded me. So when like when I did the Kilimanjaro climb, we were up there for six days with no cell phone use, no TV or anything else. So you were just there in the pod with the people that you had. Now we could all see each other, but my comment coming off of that was, and like you guys can all appreciate this going through sports training camps at various times and levels when you're kind of with all your teammates in that way, like you get to know them at a little more rapid pace because you're always together and there's so much forced interaction and there's something you're involved in. Like when we didn't have cell phones and stuff up there, I got to know these people really quickly and you learn so many different things Mm -hmm. because all you've got is talking. But the only thing that said, like as someone like, again, like looking at this now through a different lens, you can still present the version of yourself that you want to present when you're just sitting around talking like this, like they found out when they got to real life and started encountering outside world stuff, like, oh yeah, this isn't a hundred percent of the person I was talking to in the pods. Right. Now, this is the other part of all this. Which characters did you guys find yourselves drawn to either loving or hating? Because that's really what this show is about is who annoys the shit out of you or who did you actually want to see win? Well, I I mean, Shake's the biggest asshole yeah. of all time, right? I mean, all right. So you guys are gonna have to explain the the because I, I I get it. Like shake shake to me like very complicated, but I didn't see. So I'm done episode nine. You guys can spoil it for me. This is from here on out. Spoilers will be contained in this podcast. So if you have not finished Love Is Blind season two and you don't want to get spoiled, stop it right here and pick us up at the end when we start doing the Would You Rather's and the conversations about the chair. But I, I, I will ask this. How does it end with Shake and Deeps? Like, does he end up dogging her? Because I feel like that's where this was going. Nope. So Go ahead, Jake. Deep is the one that says no to him and essentially says, you never made me feel loved or respected. And she left his ass up on the altar. It was great. Oh, it was yeah. the best part it of the was, whole season. But really don't feel was. bad for him. He had reservations at Nobu. Yeah, Mike, you were oh, yeah. this. After he got dumped, the la- one of the last things he said is, all is uh, everything's good. I got reservations this Friday at Nobu. Nobu. We're like, what the fuck? And on the reunion show... Just a complete jag off. I mean, at one point, I thought Nick Lachey was going to beat the shit out. No, not no, Nick no, Lachey. His wife. Vanessa. His wife. Well, I thought Nick was going to. I Vanessa too. Basically, what what he said, Mike. They're all sitting there together, and Shake Shake admitted, "I'm a guy who likes the physical part of this." He said, "In all honesty, the only person up here that does anything for me is Vanessa, Vanessa. Lachey." I couldn't believe he said <laughs> that either. Well, because I mean, and this was—I mean, this is the guy who started the freaking season. Asked he, I, the audacity of his go-to line at the beginning of the pods, where he goes, "If we were at a music festival, would you like to get up on my shoulders? Yeah, would it be easy for me to lift you." It yeah. reminds me of an episode of The Office where Mike, uh, <laughs> the people in the office are trying to set Michael up with a date, and his initial question was, "Would an average-sized rowboat be support able to support it. the woman?" <laughs> <laughs> oh. um no but you know what pissed me off too talking about that like whole shoulder situation and mrs gold you brought this up briefly but we didn't want to talk this uh talk about it before today was that you were like you know i started to like shana shana who i absolutely despise in the reunion well now there's this video going around after the reunion when everyone's ignoring shake where she was like you can put me up on your shoulders and he did and there's a video of it like her showing off that she can sit up on his shoulders Uh and i was like this just proves and that was the one thing that he said about Shayna when she was like in it for the wrong reasons like to get famous i'm like i didn't we not all think that about her since yeah the beginning absolutely did that's why she wanted to stick around and that's why she hung around with yes 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 so yo Shayna Shayna was I I think the most insufferable of the group like she is like a kind of like an amalgamation of all the things that are wrong with American culture for sure Yeah, no. So, the psychologist knew once again what he was doing. Like yeah. he set it up he, he, great. 
What, well, Mikey? Let what do you think on that? Let one? me just interject here. Now we've we've all rightfully crushed Shake. We've all done that. <laughs> but he called Shane out, saying the only reason she said yes was to <laughs> continue on the show. And sometimes the asshole, when he's pointed in the right direction, it works for everybody's advantage. Can I can I say this like slightly in in defense of Shake because he started off very like very wrong on this show. Mm-hmm. Seemed to admit it. Now I didn't always buy. I've been suspicious of him the entire way that he was going to drop it, but he was also one of the few that talked very honestly about his concerns in the relationship, that he just was not physically into this person who he really vibed with on a lot of other levels, and he treated her family with respect, bringing him around, uh, bringing her around his family seemed to be a positive interaction, like, it seemed like he was very honest, now he was talking to others about his concerns, and not really her in that regard, but like, it seemed like he was pretty upfront with this is the way I view this relationship. And that's why I'm concerned. He seemed to be fighting his own urges as someone who had for admittedly a long time dated very superficially and ignored the part that he was getting from deeps. No, I don't disagree with that. I would just say though, if I was, I was thinking about this later, we talked about, you know, if you're asking someone if they work out or the questions about being on their shoulder, if you're asking me that, I expect when that door opens that you are shredded. Like, I expect you to look unbelievable on the other side. If Not you're like Shake, huh? No, and, and no I, like, like if, I'd be like, dude, really? Like, well, and like and that part the of the whole is, veterinarian thing, too. But Well, that part of it is totally wrong. But, like, he also, like, it's said on the other side of that. Now, I don't believe that people change that quickly and all of a sudden he was just this, like, perfect introspective person but like that didn't really manifest once they got past the pods in the way that he approached this right i think it was kind of always his delivery don't you it was definitely his delivery like it it is it's different strokes for different folks i mean like obviously for some people the physical attraction is the first thing that drives you into a relationship and for shake that's what it is but it was the way that he laid out or or got the tried to get those answers about Mm -hmm. the physical appearance of the person so it's fine if he came out and said, look, I don't think this is for me. I think I need to see the person first and have that physical attraction first. There would be no harm, no foul in that. But I think the majority of the people on this show were in a situation in their life where they have dated so much based off of looks before and it hasn't worked out where they thought, hey, this is a different experience where I can try this to see if I can jive with somebody based on personality alone and look past looks. Well, and I, but I, I guess to my point was once you got back that first after past that first part, and then Shake even said, "Hey, maybe this is a little bit more about me and some things that I'm dealing with or haven't dealt with about myself and my own insecurities." And then he really tried to go and approach it and say, "Hey, I vibe with her on all these other levels. I'm trying to fight the thing that I normally gravitate towards, physical attraction, and make this work because I vibe with her on all these." Like I felt like he tried to work with Mikey. Like Mikey, like Shake. You like Wait, shake? What the fuck I is you need to watch like the reunion, shake. though. I think you need to watch the reunion. Yeah, yeah watch like, the reunion, too. Yeah. Obviously, it sounds like my suspicions were grounded and that mm-hmm. he was actually not someone who had changed and maybe was doing this a little bit performative. Go ahead, Mikey. I got one. I got one more thing. I got two more things quick defending Shake really quick. Oh. Oh. In defense one. of Shake. <laughs> Shake is a salesman. Like, that's what he was from the start. That's what he was at the end. The whole Nobu line. He's just, he, he's a salesman. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the reunion, while I agree, Mike, your opinion will turn on him when you really watch the reunion. The other thing you have to realize, they were lined up like a firing squad, ready to crush yep. him. They from, were. They were. From, from the time they sat down, they were ready to, like, the... I'm sure you you've seen the looks that, yeah. that all the women and even some of the men were giving yes. him, and yes. and and he probably put him on the defensive, and he he went into full on asshole mode. But but I I think along those lines to Mike's point about camp when you don't have your phone and you have to get to know everybody really well. I think everybody did get to see Shake as well for what he really was. He was a materialistic douche. I mean, is what he was. And again, it's his right to be that. But it doesn't mean you have to like it. You know what I think it comes down to, too, is I think he's wildly insecure. So he, has, yeah, he puts absolutely. on this front yeah. to, like, mm-hmm. seem way cooler. Than yeah, he tries, he's yeah. trying really hard. Yeah. He's yeah. overcompensating a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so I want to see if anybody agrees with me on this. For, for Shane and Natalie, who I thought were going to make it, and Shane is just out of his freaking mind. We know that. But the big fight that broke them up was after the Bachelor and Bachelorette party. And I think that all stemmed 
For the guys' bachelor party, they went to Wrigley Field, and they all got five swings at a ball. Mikey, have you seen this part? Have no. you seen it? Oh. They, they all oh. got five <laughs> swings at a ball. And by the way, Jared had a stroke. Was, Jared batting left, it was just stroking yeah. the ball. Mike Shane missed every fucking pitch. He was so pissed after it, he just sat in the stands at Wrigley and was just destroying himself. To me, that started his bad mood that led to the fight that broke up him and Natalie. Wait, wasn't the best part that he commented on, like, Sal's brown leather shoes? Yes! He's like, like, Sal's in these tight fucking pants and leather shoes. (laughs) It is hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, hilarious. But I'm telling you, that put him in a bad mood, and that's the night he and Natalie got in the fight that, that... from Natalie's point of view, ended the relationship. I think it all started with five swings and misses at the plate at Wrigley Field. Yes, Mike you, A. You just blew my mind because I didn't even put that together. But yeah. he was it. You are absolutely right. He got embarrassed in front of his boys and, <laughs> yeah. and took it out on Natalie. You are 100% right. Because he looks wow. the most athletic of oh, anybody. We like, all thought he was going to smoke yeah. the ball. He did yeah. play a sport in college, he, didn't he? He played baseball, I thought. I think yeah. so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Shane played baseball in college? He, he, he played, did that? I forget. They've referenced it a couple times. Well, because like, because like, I was going to say, like, Shane is in very good – like, I've just said – Shane is like, what if a Red Bull became a human being? That's Shane. Right? <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh, my God. Wait till you see this. Red Bull. Wait till you see this. I mean, because like like Sid said, other guys are in tight jeans and – He had, and like, leather. almost looking baseball pants yeah. on. Yeah, oh, baseball pants on. Just yeah. hilarious. I'm telling you that led to it all. Because wow. I thought those two – we're one of the more solid well, couples. That's what I was going to ask is when you guys were watching, who did you think would make it? Who were you kind of rooting for in that? Because him and Natalie were the ones that I thought really had a chance. Natalie seems like a genuine ball buster, like to the point where like, he seemed like pretty lame a couple of times having yeah. to beg for compliments. Yeah. Like, yeah. He did. Yeah. That, that came off a little off putting, but Natalie was, I mean, Natalie seemed great. I thought they had a very good bit of like natural chemistry. So I was very sad to hear. Can we that talk story, about Natalie's you know? parents too? How great they were. Uh, they fucking adorable. I will say, I will say this, like, like basically everyone's parents outside of Nick's family whose mom was basically the mayor of East Town. Nick's in hell yes. right now. Yeah. Oh, yes. Nick, Nick is in absolute hell. Basically outside, like, honestly, basically outside of, like, his family and one other family, all the parents were lovely. They were. Like, mm-hmm. like Shana's I mean, parents. Yeah, Shana's uh, Shana, Oh, Shana's Shana, parents scared the shit out of me. Yeah, they they family, they And suck. it was Nick's family that sucked, but, like, Deep D's fam- uh, Deep's family was great. Shake's family was great. Jarrett's dad made me cry talking about wanting Hell to yeah. officiate his wedding out there. Yeah. Who, he had opportunities to do others, but God wanted his first to be his who, son. Who was the mom who was hammered all the time? Oh, that was uh, Danielle's Danielle. That was Danielle. Oh, my mom. God. Wendy was fucking lit the whole time. <laughs> the whole time, man. The, that episode creeped me out more than anything, and I firmly believe it was the producers doing it. But whoever made her brother ask them about their sex life oh, yeah. deserves yeah. to burn in hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's called good like, producing, Mike. <laughs> it's, it's great producing. That kid is going to need therapy, more therapy than he so probably I, I needs because everyone on the show needs therapy. You asked about picking couples. I thought for sure that they, that Nick was going to say no. That dude, I, I've made the reference, every morning he just hands Danielle a BB gun and says, shoot me in the fucking head because this is going to be my day, you know, for the entire day. Day in. Give me a ping in the head. Morning. Ping in the head. He he's he's got to be losing his... In the reunion. Oh, my yeah. God. But, but yeah. they're Jen... still... Ma- I, I, I'm they're still married? really interested yes. if they make it. Yes. Well, yes. Jenny and I said Jenny and I said that we thought that the two couples got that got married were the two weakest couples out of the entire sure. group. So, wait, who, who, who did end up making it? It oh, was... Jared and Ayana. Oh, I, wow. thought, I thought they were a great couple. I you can't lose sight I, of the I fact that he proposed to another woman yeah. eight days before I their can't. wedding. And what and, he said about the ring, I just and, couldn't. Well, and then at the first cocktail hour, yeah, went back up to uh to yeah. and all that can and I, was basically trying to reel her back Sid, in. Can I Sid. say an uh, opinion right now? And I don't yes. know if anyone's going to agree with me. I 
did not like Mallory. Sal deserved way better. Oh, yeah. I thought I, I thought yes. Mallory was half-assing the fuck out of that. I did tell. Yeah, I did tell. Can yes. I just say, I for the first four episodes could not tell Sal and Kyle apart because they both bored <laughs> me to tears. I really like but Sal. Sal Why? A lot of Why? What does Sal do? Like, I'm sorry. Like, Sal is a perfectly nice guy, but he is basically a blank slate. But he sings well. Whatever you want. He Here's the thing, the, 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 the thing with the singing. His roommate sang better than him. Here's the thing with the singing, though. You're you're going to marry a guy who feels the need to bust out like Spanish opera and play a tiny guitar for the rest of your life. Like, you got to think about that. <laughs> when, when they were out on the dock and he was playing the ukulele, she was crying because she wanted to be over he really <laughs> grew on me especially in the reunion i think he like grew a beard i i don't know i'm into him now i, I liked his reason at the altar i just that it was the wedding and the reunion that i was like yep i'm in i, I think like that he treated gave mallory so many chances treated her so right seems like a genuine guy like really cares about family and i just think mallory wasn't totally in it at all yeah, right yeah. i mean she I, said I, jared I was like her type yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And as far as as far as Jarrett, I just find I was finding it hard to basically in the span of four weeks, this guy was going out three, four nights a week with his buddies just getting after he was it. Getting it man. And and I mean in a matter of four weeks, he was basically had to stop doing that. I just I just don't know how that one's gonna go. I thought Either they were cute together, but I don't I, don't I think know they that. are cute together. I agree with that, but I, I, I wonder more about Jarrett in that one. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Yeah, So, agreed. so... Looking at all of this now, so again, you guys said it was Jared and Ayana, and then Nick and Danielle yep. that end up being the couples that make it and get married. So we've got that on the on the final side. Did you guys have a favorite moment from season two of Love Is Blind that like made you laugh or that stuck out to you overall? If you need a minute to think, I've got mine. I Go have ahead. my I have my two. All right, what are your two said? Um, when Deep D gave her reasoning at the altar, I just thought that was like really empowering mm -hmm. and good. And when Natalie said no to Shane at the altar and her dad went outside and was talking to her and saying how proud of him or how proud of her that he is. And just like the sweetest dad stuff. Like it was just. Yeah. Like he's, she times. said, you always put me first. And that was what I always remembered is that, you know, Nat Natalie's dad, when he first met Shane was a rock star. He was one of my favorite people in the series. That man is impossibly yes. sweet and a hero at all. I follow him on Instagram now. So. Me too. And she's like, <laughs> like, she posted the picture of him just like slugging a Coors light yesterday. It would be like, who's your dad? And it was just him with a Coors light on the beach. Wow. <laughs> Love him. Uh, I, I would probably I would probably say when when Shane missed all five of those pitches. <laughs> I mean, just blew my fucking mind the way he explained it. Like he said, this fucker's in tight jeans or he's got leather shoes, and he hit the ball. I mean, just Mike, you are gonna die when you see that part. It's hilarious. He was swinging for the fences. Oh, too. he really was. And wait, do you again? Wait, do you see Jarrett stroking? I mean, just smoking the ball. My favorite moment actually turned out to be a lie. One of my favorite things in the show is the moment they see each other. And the best reaction was Shake. Yeah. Yes. Shake yes, saw DT. His first word was, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like he the, was like, oh, and, and, and I was Grab watching it with my wife and she's like, that's exactly what I would want. I would want the doors to open and my husband, my future husband to look at me and go, oh, fuck. Yes. Yes. And yeah, that and it, it turned out to be a lie, but um, yeah. and yeah. grab everybody else grabbed her. Ass. Oh, you didn't like grab her, but a he whole was like, handful. But that, that's oh, what I find. Yeah. That's what I find interesting. When he first saw her, he was attracted to her. He's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And then then said it was like going out with my aunt. Yeah. It's like yeah. Jesus. Okay. Oh. You're like okay, no take backs after that one. Yeah. Right? yeah. Wait, yeah. Mike, do you have something else off that? I was just, no, I was actually just going to wonder, did anybody else feel like Shane looked like if Carson Palmer and Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit had a baby? Oh, God. I, Mikey, I would say, I would do this one one better. Carson Palmer and Gary Busey. Yes. Gary, oh, Gary Busey's Busey, a great one. Yeah, it's a good that one. That is, because of all the twitching. I, yeah, yeah. Well, in the Judge Doom, you remember yeah. me, Eddie, when I killed your brother? 
<laughs> I said Shane always looked like he was like keeping his eyes out for an assassin that he knew was after him. <laughs> Everywhere just looking around. Shane Gase. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Have we ever spoken about something so passionately on this no, podcast? This took me by started? surprise. Yeah, yeah, me too. I did I was not expecting to, to, to like the show. It. No. Wait, I Mikey, still hate wait. The Bachelor. Mikey. Would you go on Love is Blind? Yeah. All right, hold on. Before, because I knew this was going to be the elephant no. in the room. So before we, get, before we get to this, can I just say my favorite moment? Because I think you yeah. guys will all agree this was incredible. Danielle's obsession with her friends potentially breaking one of Nick's tables. Yeah. I just love the idea that she's got so much Bill's Mafia coursing through her veins that she cannot walk into a room without thinking about, I want to fuck this table up. Like I, because they got in the, like, they kept getting the arguments about the dumbest thing, and they argued for forty five minutes, dressed like I mean, I, I think that she was in a she was in a, ta- he was in a taco cob. It was like he a was, corn on the cob. He was yeah. a corn on the cob, and she was a hot dog, hot dog, and they were arguing about the hypothetical situation where her friends have to dance on tables and they have to get up Wait, on these tables. I, I feel and like break I them. did not see that. I don't know. Did we oh, miss it? We might have yeah. missed an episode. It was, when, it was when they were in they were in Danielle's apartment. And they went over and they were talking about her table that had a part broken on it. I did not it. see that. And oh. she goes, yeah, my friends, we like to get crazy. She had a blow up air guitar because that's, you know, how white girls that. in Chicago want to get crazy. We play or where they're going to put the band. 2002 video game system. Oh, I do remember the garage. The, yeah. yeah, the rock Danielle was just too much. It, but it just, she just, just walked like into work. every room wanting to destroy whatever table was in her vicinity. Huh. And it just brought me so much joy because I'm like, yeah, she just like she's just scanning the room like, elbow. for exit. <laughs> All right, now answer the table. question, Mike. Mike, now answer the question. Would you go on Love is Blind? Uh, absolutely not. I wanted to make that 100% clear to you guys that in no world, while I appreciate this show better produced than The Bachelor or Bachelorette, yes. I yes. thought they did a phenomenal job. I thought it was hilarious. The music and needle drops on yes. this show, they don't give you a second to think about emotions for yourself. They are going to spoon feed it to you like a baby with the song. This is what you are supposed to feel right now. I thought they did a great job of storytelling, the storm offs. I appreciate the show. It is an art form. Not in a million years. No, because ultimately, because ultimately to me, it's still a flawed process. Like we've all been saying, like you need to date the complete person. It's not even just the physical part. It's the fact that when they get into real life and you got different stimuli out there, it changes the equation. Because again, we talked about the dating apps. You get to present the version of yourself you want. On this show, in those conversations, you still get to present the most idealistic version of yourself possible. And you've got, you see, they've got their notes there. They've got really weirdly typed out notes inside of moleskin notebooks, which was very bizarre to me. But you've got all of that, which is basically a way to say i am still approaching this in a way that is calculated and for me that's a no-fly zone if you had to go on one the bachelor or this which one would you go on though like it's way too superficial it needs to grow big tits Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what you're just trying to say the last two minutes. God, I mean, for, no, honestly, is it a lie? Spot the lie there. Uh, listen, we can go. We can go back to the records, and I can tell you a few mistruths about that. But I will say <laughs> this: the one thing that might swing it over the top is this show. Very much on for like on State Street, the spread that they got in their room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like, good. It was, it seemed like you had a lot more available to you. The Bachelor and Bachelorette, there's all this food that you never see them touch on right. set yeah. here. They were eating the shit out of this food the, on Love is Blind. The two things that I want to say about that is that I heard these sleeping arrangements on Love is Blind are terrible. You're, you're sleeping in like trailers with like military style bunks. And that one room is like the only nice part. And my second point is, <laughs> I've really read too much. It did, it did look eerily like a Squid Game setup to me. Yeah. So. My second point is, what is up with the one final thing, the gold chalices that went from yeah, yeah, everybody from the apartments to the beach to the pods? Like, I'm so glad I, somebody else noticed. No, that. I yeah. heard, I heard that so they can um, use like cut and use different scenes at different times. 
Like, oh, so it's all the same, like, continuity. it's all the same looking utensils. So you can use different scenes and make it seem like it's going on, you know, one after another. another. Wow. Okay. No, it was well, also so they don't have to pay any sponsors. So I was wondering, in one scene down by the beach, Natalie goes over to the side in the middle and cracks a beer, and you get a very up-close look at the Coors Light logo. I was wondering if that was their one bit of plot product placement, because it seemed like they didn't let anything else sneak through the glass. Like, there was clearly a, a Corona Light uh, seltzer in one yeah, of the rooms yeah. that they turned the logo away on. Like, it was all meticulously done. I need someone to go and look and see if Coors Light paid them for that bit of product placement because it's noticeable yeah yeah season three is already done filming oh there we go do we know what do we know what city no i was trying to find i could i could guess like maybe like denver i could see them doing like denver it all of these people were very painfully chicago like sydney and ben spent a ton of time in that city it seems like they were just plucked straight out of social 25 yeah and we were so jealous they went to one of our favorite restaurants where kyle and shana were trying to mend their relationship we're like oh canela best place ever (laughs) very very chicago Okay, we've heard Mike doesn't want to go on Love is Blind, but we will convince him. But I have a question for the parents here. Which one of your kids would be the best on that show, and which of your kids would be the worst? Sydney would be the worst, because she wouldn't try very hard. Yeah. Yeah, she would just... I just also, like, have very, 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 like, particular standards. Like, 99% of the time, Sid would de- be disappointed see. at what she sees. Yeah. How much do you make Jake a year be before really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be the question. Sid, would be like shaking, getting those questions in on just how much money do you yeah. have. Yeah. If we were going to go to a festival and it cost $2,000 at the gate to get in, how easy for that would it be for you to pay that? <laughs> yeah, when the how guys- many friends can I bring? Yeah. <laughs> when, when the guy's talking to, to Sid, it's talking about, oh, yeah, I kind of played sports. But did you play professionally? Yeah. <laughs> well, so what are your stats? Like, yeah. are, you, <laughs> are you vested? And I, I think, I think Jake would be the best at it. Jake oh would probably God, be I think the best. he would be so bad. Jake? You do? Why? Yes, because like, for instance, I came home last night and he didn't do okay, anything, you and you don't you talk. Can't, like you, you don't... can't put us in the same bubble, though. You have okay. to. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and continue right. the story. Jen, <laughs> did you? Hey, speaking of last night, did you bring Jake something home last night? Pound cake. Yeah, but I ate it. Yeah. <laughs> is that because you're eating wait, for two? Wait, wait. So is this the nexus of what happened? Because you saying that Jake, you came home and Jake ignored you, basically? No, it's when I come home and I have like I was working yesterday and then I had to go help my mom with stuff, so I wasn't home all day. And I feel like get home, we talk at the end of the day, and Jake just started going like this. Like, sorry, he was giving me the shh. No, it was. I was telling you to breathe because when you get excited about something. <sighs> You start talking about five different conversations at once. So I said, just recenter for a but second. But then, you know what I did test you to? I started a story and then a, a commercial started that you wanted to watch. And I tested you. I didn't even tell you this. Because I said, okay, at the end of the commercial, the normal thing would be like, <laughs> to finish your story. And Jake just went back to watching YouTube. And I was like, <laughs> I absolutely knew it. But I guess I guess you're right, like, thinking about Sydney. Um, being the worst. I do believe Sydney would be the worst. I Thank still you. think Mike would be better than Jake because Mike has like deeper conversations. Mike will have a lot more conversation. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But we know we know Mike uh, is the is a physical type as well. Yeah, Jake. Jake would be more open to people. I feel like Jake. Would I you feel like that makes me sound ugly? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jake would definitely be good. That, that kind of leads us. that kind of leads us into the story from oh, over the weekend. God, um, Jake and Jenny um, about you went out on Saturday night. Oh, oh. so For everybody again. Jenny is how, how far are you along? Are you in pregnancy? Almost twenty two weeks. Twenty two weeks pregnant. So okay. five and a half months. And, you know, women, Mrs. Golick, chime in, like, you don't feel great about yourself. Like, it's such, the pregnancy glow is a myth. Like, I feel like shit. And I had a bad week last night. Like, whatever. Couldn't work out. Felt the worst I've ever felt. And we get, and we go out to a baby, a Jack and Jill baby shower. And Jake, like, dressed up. He looked really great. And we left. I said, wow, you look really nice. He's like, thanks. And then we got home. And I complimented him again. Because he really did. He looked really good. 
And I go in the shower or I go into the bathroom and I'm like struggling to get my leggings off. I'm like, you know, just looking like shit. And I walk out and Jake's like, you know, Jen, after I complimented him twice, you really, I want you to be more supportive. No, no, no. No, yes, you said, you said, I want you to be, okay, fine. Not more supportive. You said, I want you to be supportive. Did you not use the word supportive? Jake, what did you say in your own words? (laughs) I said, I know the timing of this, what I'm about to say, is not the best, (laughs) given where you're at in your pregnancy. I essentially said, I'm hitting a really good stride right now. And and I said, despite where you're at in your pregnancy, I need you to be supportive of the good track that i'm on right now because i feel like i look the best i've ever looked oh my god <laughs> you said this so, was five months so, pregnant so woman. Saying it, I, I, and I said i said i said it, the timing i understand the timing is bad that i'm hitting a great stride while you are not feeling so good about yourself but i just needed to tell somebody so like to the point that this is the you guys have been to our house our bathroom's right off our kitchen so jake's in the kitchen like half naked talking about himself and I have the toothbrush in my mouth. My left breast is like hanging out because nothing fits me anymore. And I'm looking at him and I just like took the toothbrush out and I was like, really? I just complimented you. He's like, I know, but I got like this tea going on and I just want you to understand. And he starts describing the way his body looks. I I go, we need to call your mom right now. Like we have to call somebody who understands. Oh my God. Jake, talk about timing. Wow. Jake, you say, you keep saying, but I said, I know the time. That's like people saying, uh, blah blah blah. But you know, yeah, there's that's, a but. That's, yeah. that's yeah. with all due respect. Yeah, yeah, no exactly. Offense. No, no offense. offense. Right, yeah. right. It was something in my head that made sense to me, <laughs> and then I could not portray what I was saying appropriately to twenty-two week well, pregnant. Like, say yeah. it back to yourself now. Does it sound any better? No, it sounds pretty bad. <laughs> Listen, tw- two compliments within a five-hour span. Like, it's not like I had not. It, no, right, yeah. right, right, yeah. You know, yeah. Wow, so. wow, dear God, that was Shane something. Golick. How about you? How about you just <laughs> Shane Golick? <laughs> Shane Golick. I would probably just suggest keeping your mouth shut from like week thirty on. I am just done talking, man. Yeah, yeah, done talking. He'll he'll be doing this again. Yeah. Shh. Yeah. Yeah. God, ben, Ben's not going to have any issues with that when Sydney's pregnant. He's just going to go to jujitsu again and just get the hell out of the way. He's going to be like, oh, I got a really big study day. I'm not going to be home for three to five business days. I'm yeah. just going <laughs> to. I'm going to go to the gas station, grab a couple of cigarettes. <laughs> for sure. I'll be back. Oh, yeah. My God. All right. That was... I'm sorry. No, yeah. Listen. Yeah. Not I'm sorry. Late. You look great. Go ahead. Mm-mm. Compliment me. <laughs> You do look good. You look, you look great, Jen. You look great, Jen. You look great, Jen. Look great. Yeah. Jen, you look, you look how sure. many weeks pregnant you do after I eat a meal. So, <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Ben's We're not good. disagreeing We're all either, good. So. We're all good. Dear God. All right, wait. I got to ask you, and I know we've we've run pretty long today. We Love did. is Blind has done this to us here. But um, de- uh, do we have Brain Buster and yep. Would You Rather? Yep. Ben has a brain buster. I think I'm going to push the other question for a podcast because it's so good. I don't don't know. Mikey, what should we do on this one here? Should we get it out of the way? I don't even know what the question is, but yeah, we can push it. Yeah, let's push it. We need need to get a brain buster. We teased it at the beginning. I feel bad because I think it's going to incite a fair amount of discussion here. I don't want this to go too much longer here. So, Dad, why don't you feel would you rather in brain buster? We will give you the, uh, the question that rocked the internet at a subsequent pod here. All right, I just had a couple of quick ones. And let's start with Sydney on this one. Would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? She's got chef. both right now. I know I you do. do, but st- st- away from that, what would you rather have? You Which one have are you, one. Mike? <laughs> He's neither. Oh, listen. He's we're, neither. We're all both between me, Chris, and Ben. We're all both oh, for her. Oh, don't right act now. like you do shit in What do you do? What do you, whoa, whoa, what do you do? Whoa, 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 whoa. Look up. <laughs> Look up. Besides that part. Uh-huh. Isn't that enough? I would rather have a chef. You'd rather have a chef. So you'd, you'd have a, you'd have a personal chef in a, in a messed up house. 
yeah, I'd figure the other part out, but I mean, like they can make you like top tier food. They can make it healthy if they want to, like they just. Sydney's got very high standards for a lot of things. Personal hygiene and cleanliness around the house are not things. <laughs> he makes us act like I don't shower. I take like four baths a day. Like he, it's just cause I don't brush my hair. Jenny, you can relate to this. He's like, why don't you brush your hair? I'm like, cause I have really curly hair. If yeah. you brush curly hair. It's, it's not just the brush brushing. It. Yeah, Sydney, <laughs> Sydney, don't act like it's, that's the only part of your lifestyle. That's no, like he shitty that, and messy. He brought that up. He brought that up. Do you and ever, I, do, do you shower or is it all baths? I took a shower like three days ago. You're okay, pretty active. That. But I take baths. What's but so like, that's just human soup. That's water. That's, that's sweat water. That's yeah. what you no, I think it's fine. I think it's fine too. I think yeah. it's fine too. And Ben has now gotten into baths. Too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, to like out my dad here, he's been taking baths in my mom's retread bath water for going on what a couple of decades now. Yeah. What do you think, well, your mother? You, what, what do you think when she gets out? It's like black water. Then I, I mean, I think if she goes in with the intent to clean herself, that water is now dirty, and you are going in and steeping in human stew. Okay. <laughs> I do agree with Very Mike. I can't believe I'm saying this. I I agree with Mike. But you love baths. I love, love baths. Love a bath. Love a bath. I have to shower. It. But I do have to like rinse off if I've worked out before I take it. But the thought of going in Jake's bath water. So you guys have never shared a bath? No. 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 Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. I. You don't. You wouldn't share. My, would you? I would not. Okay. Huh. Interesting. I don't even think twice. But I'll share my toothbrush. So toothbrush, no problem. Yeah, toothbrush is no issue at all. Wait, that's, a, that's inherently self-cleaning. Wasn't he using your toothbrush for like three weeks or something? Out of, out of spite, yes, because she held both of our toothbrushes in front of my face and said, "Yours is this one, mine is this one," <laughs> and I felt slated by the situation, so I, out of spite, used her toothbrush. For it a was month. pink and blue, so I yeah. thought it was pretty obvious which one was which. But he but didn't yeah. like he didn't like the delivery. Yeah, nope. as a, those are spite brushes. Yeah. Mike, 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 because you, you're the only one here who lives alone. Sorry, but you do. Would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? I don't know why you're sorry. It's dope. Uh, it would be chef. I think at some point there's like, there's a physical limit on what a maid can do to improve the situation. Like if you get a chef that really knows what they're doing, you're, you know, handing an artist a paintbrush with a, I think a much more extensive palette. So I would go on the, the chef side for sure. Higher ceiling. I would anyone pick chef. maid? No, I would go chef too. Yeah. Oh, challenger has entered. I would go maid in a second. First off, I love to cook. And second, the worst part about cooking is cleaning up. That's Ooh, true. Have to do that. That's I get true. to be an artist now. I don't have to do all the grunt work. That's your point. That's true. That is a good point. That's a good wow, point. It's kind of you had you had your Shane baseball moment right there. You yeah, just blew you did. Mind, you know? <laughs> but I didn't miss. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> well done. All right. Brainbuster right. Brain time. Brainbuster time for Ben. All right, guys. Yeah, Ben, uh, aspire, aspiring doctor right now, getting ready to embark on the med school journey. He's the only one of us that could probably still pass the SATs. He is going to make you smarter here, hopefully. Yeah, so speaking about uh, love is blind and relationships that have got no shot, I've got some facts on divorce. Uh, <laughs> you're getting married in a you're month, watching man. a scary movie before bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For what I'm paying for this wedding, you damn well all better stay married. Yeah. I've got a great follow-up fact for that. Actually, oh. um, higher spending on both the engagement ring and the wedding has been linked to shorter marriage durations. Come on! <laughs> really? Yep. You guys, you guys are, are going to be married minutes? for a week. <laughs> this thing is DOA. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't say that. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So, so very quickly, a lot of people have heard it's, it's common knowledge that the divorce rate in America is 50%. Actually, that number is from the 1980s where divorce rates peaked. Uh, now, almost every age group has declined to a national average of about 42 to 45%, except for... Among those age 54 to 64, the divorce rate has quadrupled in the last 30 years. Oh, I, I, I that's oh because people are, people are living together. It wasn't as socially acceptable for people to live together back then. So these people, the younger people, they're not getting married. That's why the divorce rate is lower. They're just living together. Hmm. That sounds to me like empty nesters. 
That sounds to me oh, like people yeah. whose kids left and they looked at each other and said, who are you? Well, I, agree, I agree yeah. with that. Oh, they got yeah. to a point in their life that yeah. they felt like they could get divorced. But I think that the the lower rate at, at, at a younger age. Because they're not getting married. They're not getting married. Yeah. 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 So. But I, I, I would agree. I would agree about that. The though, higher yeah. divorce rate for our age is the fact that, yeah, you become empty nesters and then you go, okay, what the hell do we have in common, common anymore? anymore. Yeah. Right. Or you hit a midlife crisis. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's exhausting. Buy, buy, we'll see how it goes for you guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fingers crossed over here. Uh, I, but I say between you guys and the uh, the wedding and engagement ring combo here, yeah. we're going to put some positive vibes back Woo! into the universe yeah. now. This is yeah. all going to go Yeah, because right now, it's not the odds are not with you and I or with Ben and Sydney. What yeah. the hell? Ben, what'd you do? What'd you do, Ben? Why would you get this info? Knowledge is power, man. Now that we know the facts out there, we can fight against it. All right. No okay. offense, <laughs> Mr. Golick, you would not live oh, without no. Mrs. Like, oh, my God. I mean... It, I'm, I'm, I'm the I'm the first one to admit it. Oh, okay. I, I would That's be on the couch watching Netflix, praying to God that somebody knew passwords to get into anything financial in our life. You, you just make pass, a bath. You pass away in the recliner. I, yes, uh, listen, or in the bathtub. I, no, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't I, be I, able I, to I, take I, a bath. I'd be, like, I'd be like, Sydney, make your dad a bath. How gross would that be? Oh. Imagine his blood sugar levels. Yeah. <laughs> He'd lose his eyes in a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Guys, wait a minute. Dad, I'm a would show, Dad would show up to Thanksgiving looking like one of those pugs on Instagram without two eyes. And come like on. Come on. I'm a little more. I, I, I would be able to last for a while. Maybe. Whatever the contents of the fridge are gone. <laughs> Yeah. Every time we go to the grocery store, he'll say, "Oh, I got that while you were gone," and it's like different pieces of cake or, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has no off switch when I'm not home. My, my issue is I have trouble making decisions, so that would probably be one of the. Ba- I'd be forced to make decisions. You would. Yeah. It would not be great. No, it wouldn't. Dead in a week. Dead in yeah. a week. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, no. Living with one of you guys in a week. It depends. You guys could draw straws for who I'd be living with. Dear God. All right. We'll draw straws for that on the next podcast. They here. all look very panicky. Yes, yeah, they do. They don't know how it why do, you think, you, why do you think I'm rushing us towards wait, the exit here, Mikey? I have a question. Who would you rather have come live with you, me or mom, Dad? Mom. 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 Um, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Against your goalie. Honestly, Ben might have a different answer. Yeah, yeah, wait a minute. That's for wait a minute. Podcast. Yeah, that's for another podcast. We're going to... Do you a living together podcast. We're gonna we're gonna delve into the quick answers that you guys just gave and may want to rethink those. Yeah, I want you to come, come yeah. arm next podcast with reasons why we want you to we would want you to live with us. Okay. Yeah. There okay. we go. You and mom each prepare your resume for why you think we should want you to live with us if you guys were to get divorced. We'd never get advent calendars anymore. <laughs> Save it for the podcast, Jenny. Save it for the podcast. Download, subscribe, rate, review. Please leave us five-star ratings in here. I'm actually going to go back and read one because we promised to do this, and I thought it was particularly good this last time. Um, All right, here we go. On the last podcast, we talked about me potentially wearing uh, priest garbs as I officiate Sid and Ben's wedding. Ace91, Ace21 tweets in Father Mike Golick Jr. It's a five-star review left on Apple Podcasts. He said, I really hope Mike leans into the whole priest thing and listens to confessions before the wedding starts. I would also love if he goes full radio and starts plugging sponsors during a sold ceremony. May I now have the rings, which are brought to you by K Jewelers. Every kiss begins with K. Nice. So sponsors, if you are looking to potentially get in on the action. We are definitely open to that. (laughs) Yes, we are. We will sell portions of the wedding and this podcast. So again, Leave us a five-star rating in the podcast sections like Ace 91, Ace 21. Get them right of the podcast. Life will be good. Thank you. And as always, we're sorry in advance. I'm not. <laughs>